Are we doing Centrist Madness? Uh, yeah, I'd, I'd, I'd like to. Do you want to just go straight into... Well, we got a lot to talk about, man. College students are back on the menu. Fucking college students is back in a big way. It's okay now. It's okay again. When was... I never heard anything about college students. All I heard was, you know, half your age minus seven. Or plus seven. Either one. No, or just half well, your age. That's always that's always acceptable. But now... Are you saying even if it doesn't meet half your age plus seven, you can still date them if they're in college? Because... You can if you're in politics. So now... Do we just say 18 plus, or they have to be getting a college education? 18 plus is now back on the menu, man. Wow. And who do we have to thank for that? Uh, the mayor of Holyoke, Massachusetts. That's probably the most the a mayor of Holyoke, Massachusetts has ever accomplished. Oh, moving the national dialogue towards fucking college students? And bringing it to a successful conclusion. I mean, yeah. Well, he still hasn't won his race yet. Is this a referendum on fucking college students? In part. A vote for me is a vote for steamy co-eds. Well. At every age of life. He could really broaden his appeal with certain demographics. You can say that again. Uh, But yeah, you know. Congratulations to him. Um, we don't care. We don't care that he fucked college students. Is he, is he a gay dude? He's gay. Okay. Does that still help us? Is that? I don't see why can it you would only, hurt. Can it applies to both genders though? I don't think it would matter. Hmm. It's not some sort of gay exception. Because, you know... I feel like giving them an exception is call a little me by insulting your name. to them. Call me by your name. Uh-huh. The dude and the boy is 17. Uh-huh. And the guy was like 20-something. And that uh-huh. was like cool. It was artsy. I think some people were upset. He came on a peach. Well, I haven't seen the movie. It's a good movie. Um, Sounds like it's got a great peach part. It's... I don't say it's iconic, but it's definitely memorable. One of the all-time peach scenes. Definitely one of the all-time top five peach scenes. Well, and you know, it's interesting because eating a peach is the most cunnilingus thing you can do. Probably, yeah. I mean, it's got to be way up there. Well, the actual act of eating a peach would be like one thing you try every once in a while on a vulva. Right, you wouldn't be going blah 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 all the time. That's not how you get someone off. You got to mix up your fruit. Well, most mostly what you're doing is rotating your tongue. Sure, on a mechanical level. Well, if you want. So, college students, okay, everyone's on board with this. But the alt center now, the alt center is is saying, no, too young, doesn't fly. No, I think the problem people had is that he, he taught at the school. So there's power dynamic. I think that's the big problem most people okay, have. Okay, but 
how are you banging college students if you don't have any connection to the school? Isn't that worse? You're, you're a mayor. You're just oh, I see what you're saying. Yes, you're so just like, trolling colleges. Like that's that that's scenario, better. That scenario seems worse, even though it's not. I was so if you or I just like were hanging out at the college and that's how we met them, that would be we'd be arrested, maybe. Right? No, we wouldn't be arrested. <laughs> <laughs> we would. We would. We would face social consequences for that behavior, right? At a certain although point, now that I. Now that if you, I say if you're, it, if you're in, if you're in your middle, it's funny as like a bit. Like if we did it as a bit, <laughs> we should. We should go to colleges and have sex with college women. <laughs> no, as a bit. Se- not having sex with them, but just like hanging out at a college all the time. It's just like two old guys. Like, just <laughs> let like me let me tell at- you something about hanging out in colleges when you're middle aged and not taking classes. At a certain point, people start to wonder what you're doing there. (laughs) That's definitely going to come up. Right. There's social consequences to it. Yeah. There it's going to be a, it's going to be a thing. People are going to be, whereas if you're a professor at the school, you you got to get the perfect boundary. You can really push boundaries. Cause no, yeah. No one's going to ask, what are you doing here? Well, yeah. Talking to young college women. He has to be here. Right. So, I mean, he's got to, This is where his job is. He's got to meet people. And, I mean, you get a lot of latitude because maybe this is all part of your pedagogical technique. You know, maybe you're bringing the material to life. John, it's pedagogical. Ped- pedagogical? It's pedagogical. Pedagogical. Pedalo- what is pedological? Is that related a made to made-up word? It's got to be a word. That's like it could the- be related to your feet, sure. Okay. Pedagogical. Feet. It's a made-up word that you made up. Well, it's been a long week and a long month of a long year. Oh, what a, what a year, right? <laughs> been a hell of a year. <laughs> Imagine the person who's like... This has been the best year of their lives. They're out there, right? Somebody's <laughs> having the best year of their life. <laughs> <laughs> like, like, how would how would you do it? You know. I mean, say you just started a relationship or something, right? You met in like February, and in a whirlwind romance, you moved in together. And you're just quarantined, just having the best sex of your life. This that would be it. That would be it. Love. That's the only thing that could do it. That could do it. Or um, you won the I lottery. Mean, yeah. Did it? People won the lottery, presumably. The lottery still happens. <laughs> Which, like that, the first couple of weeks, I was like, oh, the the lottery just still happens. Like people still are still going out and buying lotto tickets. Right? People still feeling lucky. Because mm-hmm. it seems like if if you had lockdown, right, there'd be a week, the first week, where you're creating this horrible incentive, right? Because mm. everyone's going to assume that the number of tickets bought is lower than usual. Right. Which so it has everyone, to be. Right. So, like... <laughs> um. So, like, I guess there's an arbitrary number of 
chances of winning, right? Like a fixed number. Well, your chances of winning are like one in a in three hundred million. But it doesn't fluctuate based on how many people buy tickets. No. So, <laughs> did it crawl up each each month? The number of people who buy tickets. Yeah. I don't know. Seems like the next month it's just the same. And they're just waiting for someone to buy a ticket. Yeah, they're losing. So really, there'd be a disincentive to buy tickets. Maybe. How long may- would you? How long would you talk about the lottery if I didn't intervene? I got at least fifteen more minutes. <laughs> <laughs> Lord of mercy! All right. So what the fuck is going on? Uh. Well, before we well, get to Twitter. Well. Well, we got to talk about our nominee. We got a nominee now. Kamala. Well, Joe. Oh, Joe. We have our ticket. We got our ticket. And I got to say, I like the way it looks. Wisdom and experience. Youth and... Vigor. Vigor. She's a go-getter. You know? She's fun. She's a lot of fun. People act like she's not fun. Yeah, I think she's likable as hell. Yeah. yeah. I mean, she's got her own hive. That's not easy. Exactly. Why did she get a hive? I'll tell you why. She inspires people. She inspires people. Yeah, you, you think it's not hard to get a hive. You go try it. There's only two of them. There's the Bernie hive and the K hive. The Bernie hive. <laughs> there was a Yang gang. There's a Yang gang for sure. The Yang gang was always nice. They're super nice. Yeah. They're like Mormons or something. The nicest people in the fucking world are the Mayor Pete people. Yeah. They're all like 20 and like innocent and nice, you know? And believe in America. I don't know what the psychology is. They were inspired by Pete. That's what it is. It's being inspired. That's what happens. Right? Well, I was inspired by Pete. I like that, you know, sort of cheesy, naive vision of the greatness of America, which Obama is is all about that, too, right? Yeah, and they did the thing where, like, well, he's, you know, imitating Obama, right? Pete? I think this also happened to Beto, too, right? Where the best things about them were just compared to Obama because those are the best parts of Obama, too. Right? Right. Obama basically invented being a young, smart, hopeful candidate. So we can't be like Obama, right? People are like, you just can't, like, it's, they think it's like a joke that's already been told. Yeah, knock it off. It's already right? been done. Don't do those things that people like, right? Politics is all about new. breaking the molds and not, you know, imitating your predecessors. I guess so. I think that's a big part of it. Um, it's like sooner or later, someone's going to come and start talking about income inequality. And I'm going to be like, get the fuck out of Like Bernie already did this. Like, why do I want to hear you rehash Bernie's greatest hits? It's, but a lot of it is about persona, right? And maybe, maybe someone could do the Bernie's persona again, but you have to be in your seventies. Right. Like, the whole Bernie thing doesn't work if Bernie's 25. Yeah. Bernie persona, he's like, he's old, he's gruff, 
Like he cares, but he's not gonna he's not gonna like sugarcoat it. He has no bullshit. Ah. He's he's no bullshit, you know? Like he loves you, but you know, maybe get the fuck out of his face sometimes. Um yeah, so convention people said it was an infomercial. Which Well, well aren't they all? Yeah, but there's something nice about seeing all the people there in a big auditorium and it feels more it feels more like a thing that's happening whereas when it's just camera shot camera shot you know zoom call it it does feel more like an infomercial but you know whatever i mean uh obama's speech was awesome uh, one thing the funniest thing i saw this week was people were like this is how all conventions are going to be now right? yeah right <laughs> like People, people keep doing so much that. better. People, people keep doing that with the pandemic, right? They think this is everything how life is, is going to be the new normal. The new normal. It's a big year for people who don't have sex to be like, we're not having sex anymore. This is the new normal. People aren't going to go on dates anymore, says person who never goes on dates. <laughs> so people are doing that, but they're also like, you know arguing that we will never beat the virus so social events are canceled forever um, i saw the who said another two years two years just yeah like they said like great news it's only gonna last another two years oh they're booking a 2022 tour <laughs> i'm talking about the world health organization oh well that's the who <laughs> Yeah. I thought you were talking about... <laughs> you said the who, and then you said two years. People don't so call like, it the they're who. they're not touring for two Is years. WHO? Yeah, the WHO. WHO. Mm. They screwed the pooch bit. They did. They really the did. WHO. They had that little kerfuffle saying, like... Oh, what was it about? It's like, oh, like, no asymptomatic asymptomatic spread and then they came back and they're like remember their first JK. tweet which was we haven't confirmed person to person transmission right yeah like in January still no reports of person to person transmission as if as if thousands of people in Wuhan were all interacting with the same ferret you know? <laughs> <laughs> how else or like someone released the virus like in the air like Obviously, person-to-person transmission was happening. Right. Uh, the mask stuff. Yeah. They spent so much effort teaching us how to wash our hands. Oh, yeah. They did a bunch of videos about hand washing. Can we stop washing our hands yet? I still I still do it, but it is getting to the point where, I don't know, man. It seems like it doesn't happen. That would be such a travesty if... I mean, how many times have people washed their hands? And to say that was all for naught. I know. You do the whole surgical technique, you know, palm to palm, and then back. Do you do this? And then you get the thumbs. I did it before. You get the thumbs, and then you get the fucking little fingers. You do I don't do motion. the last thing. And you do the wrist. I should do the last thing. The fingernail thing? To yeah. get it under the fingernails? Yeah, you got to... 
you get the fingernails together and then you you uh, move your hands back and forth like that. And then I, I added this new motion where you kind of interlace the fingers and then you like wipe them off each other. I do that. I do that. <sighs> yeah. But now the vaccine news looks so good. You really wonder. Yeah. How awesome would it be if it was just a perfect vaccine? Just like 99% or something. Yeah, 99% and like you don't get it. You just straight up don't get it. The Moderna one, right? It's the RNA one. Yeah. They got it to like 10,000 people now testing it out. I think most likely we're going to have a flu shot situation. I wonder what happens with the Russian vaccine. That was so great because no one believes it. And we're just proceeding with our lives as if they'd never announced it at all. <laughs> no countries are pulling levers to get it. I mean... That's Putin's international reputation is such that he can make that announcement and no one moves the needle at all to believe him. Right. But say Why? you you crank out a shitty vaccine and you don't really test it and then you deploy it. I mean... What do you think the odds are that that it all goes to shit? Like 25%, 50%? I mean, because from Putin's perspective, he's like, well, if there's a 50% chance it works and I look like a genius, or a 50% chance it doesn't work and my reputation is still shit, like that seems like a good gamble. Oh, well, the the issue you the only reason you would be worried is what your what the Russian people will think if you give them all the vaccine and it doesn't work. It doesn't work and it kills people and shit. Yeah, like there's a know. bunch of thalidomide babies around because of the vaccine, right? Yeah, it's probably not going to help. Um, but Putin may be like, well, I can fade that. Right? Yeah, he may be at that level shit, of just shamelessness, right? Dump some polonium in their tea. You heard or about you like Navani, blame, right? You like blame the CIA or something, and you can just convince the people that it was the CIA, you know? Right. You heard right. about Navani? Oh yeah. Yeah, poisoned. Well, drinking tea in the airport. Apparently, they you know, the the Russian doctor who treated him said it was indigestion. He said uh, low blood sugar. He he said there was a metabolic problem. Mm -hmm. That can happen. You don't get enough carbs. All of a sudden, you're doubled over in pain. You got to take you to the hospital. Yeah. That's sure. Uh, uh, (laughs) What uh, a fucking crazy country, man. But but it it, it is a funny thing that no one's talking about the Russian vaccine. All the people who think that Russia's great are just completely right. avoiding they're not like when can we when can we get it and some of them even can i visit russia to get this marvelous miracle cure and some of these people were like ironically believing in hydroxychloroquine right really but this is a bridge too far they can't actually pretend that the russian vaccine works right i would you know let's go to russia go to russia so you can get it like max blumenthal why is it max blumenthal Saying that, you know, these Russian scientists should all get the Nobel Prize 
I don't know. This whole pandemic, though, has been a lesson in how much people actually do believe their own bullshit. Maybe it's just conservatives. Like, maybe on the left, it's bad faith, but conservatives... But... Because so many conservatives have gone down with this ship. I mean, taking hydrochloroquine, right? Uh, Pretending, like, not wearing a mask, going to Trump's convention without a mask... Like right. so many conservatives, you would think that this is just cynical bullshit that they're peddling, but then they actually get themselves killed as if what they were saying was true. So it's hard not to believe they actually think it, right? Right. Steve Bannon. Arrested. Going off to the clique. Uh... On a yacht. That's like, that's great. That's like something out of uh, Succession or something. Something I saw this week. Can you imagine you're on a yacht? You're in a yacht party. Steve Bannon, you know, throwing back some cocktails on this fucking Chinese billionaire's mega yacht. I bet you Steve Bannon is a kimono guy. Oh, definitely. Lots of kimonos with that guy. Uh, Yeah, chest hair hanging out. Drinking a Mai Tai. I hope to be that guy someday. Just be in kimonos all the time. Well, he wears a lot of shirts. We know that. (laughs) He likes to be warm. You think he's a bathrobe guy? Because a bathrobe, you don't have to do anything. You can can have a t-shirt and jeans and throw a bathrobe on there. He probably does that. So a t-shirt under a bathrobe is fine. So maybe that's what he goes with. Yeah, so Bannon's on the yacht. He's wearing, like, four shirts and a kimono and a bathrobe. Right. Hanging out. They probably got some They probably got some college students on there. Some MAGA. Some MAGA gun girl media star wannabes. Like Giuliani's assistant? Have you seen Giuliani's assistant? No. It's just, like... She's really young. Like a Republican operative. And, like, mm-hmm. too hot for that job. Too hot mm-hmm. to do that for Rudy. Right. And she's, like, climbed the ladder. Like, I think she has a White House job now. Um, mm-hmm. And it's all very strange, because she's just the Rudy handler. I'm sure she's the Rudy handler in more ways than one. I bet sex never happens. I just think the way to the way to get him to walk around a room on schedule is to have a pretty girl around, you know? Right. It's a very assisted living project they have going. She's like the sexy nurse he doesn't really have a shot with, but, you know, only she can control him. Right. And the nursing home uses her to get him to show up for his pudding. Is Trump going to pardon Bannon? Yes. I think he's going to pardon Bannon, dude. Think in the end he will? I mean, they've had some friction. I, I do have questions. I do have questions about like whether they're gonna win the case. Oh really? It seemed pretty open and shut to me. What is the evidence against Bannon? I mean he paid himself with donor money through shell corporations. So you have to do you have to establish that so that's wire fraud. Can you lock it up that he committed wire fraud? I that I don't know. The the original fraud, right, is saying that you're going to spend all this money building the wall, but, and you're not taking a salary. Uh-huh. 
But maybe you could say that, you know, Bannon was just employed by this guy. Uh-huh. And he didn't say that he wasn't taking a salary. That was the right. other dude. So right. maybe there's something where he, where he got out of but it. He but he may have functionally committed wire fraud in the way he got the money to himself. Yeah. It's like I mean, obviously they think they got the goods on him or they're not going to boat out to his yacht and arrest so him. So I don't know what he does if he gets convicted. Goes to jail. Because in order to... He, because Trump wasn't involved at all, although, I mean, who knows? <laughs> right? Yeah. <Who> knows? <laughs> like, it, it's possible that Trump act, like stumbled into a crime <laughs> with this organization. Like, one phone yeah. call, he did something criminal. But um, assuming Trump wasn't involved, what does Bannon do to... You know, make, he can't make a deal. In order Probably to get not. them to drop the charges, right? He'd have to like be turning so entirely. He might. He would have to have something on Trump so good that they absolutely had to cut him on a deal on an unrelated crime. You'd have to have the P tape, or like know that someone got killed because of the P tape. I guess the P tape didn't happen. Is that the consensus now? Man. Okay. Hope springs eternal. The way people talk about the P tape, that bothers me because they act as if it's something one guy made up, right? But that is not true. The true story of the P tape that we know, what we know about it, is that a Russian dude with intelligence connections told the Trump campaign that there was a P tape. Oh, really? Told Michael, told Michael Cohen personally that there's a tape where these activities occur. Oh. And then Michael Cohen did not disbelieve it, right? He yeah. operated for a time as if this tape might exist. Right. And then later that source, according to Cohen and material they have from Cohen, that source said, actually, no, it, the tapes aren't real. Now, you know, most likely that means the tapes aren't real. But, you know, it was out there. That concept was out there in the ether. So the chances of there being a P-tape are higher than zero. They're higher than someone just making it up on the spot. What about Michael Steele's... Is it Michael Michael Steele? Christopher Steele. Christopher Steele's contacts who said there was a P-tape. Right. Same people? Maybe. Right? Right. So two people ended up with the same story. Separately. You no, know, it could so be Russian disinformation, right? Right. But that's corroboration. Right. It's corroboration, but coming from a very controlled political state. It was serious enough that it got directly to the Trump campaign from a Russian spy who had good relationships with the Trump campaign. Uh, I mean, okay, so... He wasn't like someone who defrauded them. If Russia Today puts out a story and then Sputnik confirms it, that's not corroboration. No. Because it's coming from the same source ultimately, right? Or it could be. But, so it's two separate sources working independently, reporting to different camps. So it's not like RT and Sputnik. It's like CNN and Fox News. 
What's clear is that Russian intelligence was saying that there was a P tape. Like right. that's what is is corroborated. Right. Now, were they telling the truth or were they lying? Here's the thing. That corroboration doesn't speak to you. We don't know if they were telling the truth or not. And the fact that the guy went back to the Trump campaign and told him, uh, I don't think it's real. To me, that's almost meaningless. Yeah. Like. Pretty much. Well, there's lots of reasons for him to lie the second time. Right. Well, which time were you lying? Right. Exactly. So. And Christopher Steele's sources didn't do that. Right. And he describes it. He describes it as a 50-50 thing to him. The, the P? That whether this story was true oh. for him was 50-50. Steele. Uh-huh. So it was, yeah. he said it was the weakest part of the dossier and about at a 50-50 level to him. But, mm. but it is true that Donald Trump likes P. For real. We know that. Because Michael Cohen, there, there was legends of a strip club VIP water sports session. Hmm. And Michael Cohen confirms it in his new memoir. So Trump does like P. So that is kind of interesting. That is interesting. <laughs> of course, like, Russian intelligence could know that, right? Yeah, Russian intelligence could know that. Russian intelligence could have filmed that. I mean, why wouldn't you try? Um, and we know for a fact that Donald Trump likes Russian strip clubs, hangs out at strip clubs owned by Russians. So it is kind of, you know, it adds up. It's certainly believable. Well, if we know for a fact that he does strip club water sports sessions, very plausible that one of those was filmed. Well, it's supposed to be in the hotel room, right? The story could have been transmogrified, right? So the story mm. isn't 100% accurate. Transmogrified. Like over the years in the retelling, it gets elaborated. Also, also possible that he elaborated it, he elaborated it himself and later did it in a hotel room, right? But we know for a fact that he did this in his life, made women pee for him in a room. So it's not, that's the status of it. It's, it's something that could be true still. Kind of got to pee now. I was thinking about pee earlier today. And I was thinking how, it's funny that you bring it up because I was thinking about pee. And I was thinking about how there's three kinds of people with pee in terms of drinking it. Uh, there's three types of people in terms of drinking piss? Yes. So there's people uh, who do it in a sexual way. Okay. And if it's a sex thing, the taste for you, I mean, you might enjoy the taste, but that's just because you have a boner, you know? I find that with, with this, taste is always the one where, you know, the rubber meets the road. You're not going to, you know, you might enjoy the taste of a vulva. I do. Or cock or balls. Um, but you enjoy it because it's a sexual thing, right? So you're okay. not going to eat a candy bar that tastes like taint, right? Right. Um, You're not going to get but, a vulva parfait. But if you had a perfume that smelled like taint, right? Mm -hmm. I think it would be quite arousing to people. Well, what, what a lot of people don't realize is 
when you get a, a nice cologne, what that is imitating is the way that a real man smells. Ah. So when you buy that Calvin Klein or whatever and spray it on, that's that's basically just like rubbing my armpit on you. It's musk. It's that musk, yeah. So, you know. But, but the way a real man smells, no one wants to taste that. No. It'd be horrible. Taste and smell are different in this way. Absolutely. And then there's a second group of people who they drank pee because they went through a terrible crisis in their life. So the drinking of pee was like literally lost in the desert. Yeah, their worst experience, pretty much. Okay. And they drink pee to remember that. Well, th- you're still a pee drinker, even if you only did it for that reason. So, like, once a year, you got to... Just to pay homage to that time you were lost in the desert. Well, I don't know what vision quest you need to go on. I'm just saying, you drink it once, you're, you're a pee drinker. For life. That's kind of harsh. I think if you're in a life or death death situation and you you drink some pee I don't think that brands you as a pee drinker for life I don't think that defines you statistically there has to have been someone who got caught got themselves caught in that situation drank their pee and were like I mean you know what (laughs) I'm never going back (laughs) this is my beverage choice now this is gonna sound crazy but it's kind of like like a like a hearty beer. Like it's kind of like a Guinness. Like I, I could get into this. I mean, it's actually what Gatorade is, is trying to formulate. Maybe one day you're like, you're really hydrated and you're like, you know what? I mean, it tasted so good that time. Maybe I'll try it again. And then you, you drink it. And it's like, and it's like, Oh my God, it's like a Zinfandel. I mean, it's not, it's not the greatest thing. I mean, it's a it's a little airy, but and that now you're drinking it every day. Airy? I like an airy Zinfandel. I, I can never imagine someone drinking piss and being like, uh, "It's a little airy." I went to. A, have you ever gone to a fancy wine place? Um, no. Where they sell wine? I've been to places that sell wine. Fancily. Pretty fancily, I guess. Did did someone did like a sales consultant come out? No, not that fancy. And he like comes out and you know talks to you about the wine, and the wine's not crazy expensive, but it's a it, it's a place where they have those wines. Right? So every time you go there, that guy is there just in case money bags McGee comes, and he mm-hmm. can get them to buy a twelve hundred dollar bottle of wine. But there's like a normal person's section and he's, you know, he's there all the time. So he'll come and talk to you. Right. Yeah. And then he starts talking about the wines and some of the things he says aren't rational. Like this one's a bit, you know, psychosomatic. Uh, This one, you know, this one's a little brainy. It's a little brainy, but not Mm. too forward. This one has daddy issues. This one. Yeah, this one's this one's a little borderline, but you don't have to talk about it, you know. Right. It's quirky. This one's quirky, but if you're more in the mood for a nice roll in the hay. 
No strings this attached. This taste one's kind sensation. Of like a, this this one's kind of like a James Spader after he got fat feel. Uh, <laughs> it's it's attractive and fun, but you know, it's not sexual like it used to be. Yeah. And then you have the third group of pea drinkers, which oh. is. I'm so glad you came back. I thought you lost the thread for a second, but I'm so glad you're going to put a button on the pee And these drinkers. people drink pee all the time, and they become like evangelists for it. Pee-vangelists. Pee-vangelists. So they talk about how great it is all the time, but they are never convincing about it tasting good, which is really what they need to lead with. If you're going to convince me to drink my own pee, you need to convince me that it's going to taste all right. Hmm. What do they lead with? Like health, health, health. benefits? Yeah, like yeah. Cleans, cleans you out somehow to drink your waste. Uh, that's so dumb, it's almost credible. I think the logic is like, well, your, your, your kidneys have filtered it once, right? So this is actually just all the nutrients, right? The kidneys <laughs> filter out all the bad parts in their mind. Yeah. The kidney's done all that work. So like all the bad stuff is out, right? Mm-hmm. As if the kidney just traps all the bad stuff? Yeah. Right? Like churns it, <laughs> like processes it, and then like puffs out clean, right? Yeah. Like it's a factory. We got like twenty minutes on drinking your own pee. Well, that's what the show is like. It's a freewheeling, it's, anarchic, it's zany. uh, shock jock kind of attitude about politics. That's great, though. It, it sounds like one of those clickbait articles. The three types of people who drink their own pee. I was thinking, like, do we not make fun of centrists enough? Should we? I mean, it just seems like all the jokes have been told already. About centrists? Yeah, and, and it's, it's well, so what easy. Kind of, what kind of centrists are we talking about here? Are we talking about, like, the resistance Mitt poster. Romney? The resistance poster is what we would make fun of, right? It's like... The classical lib. Someone who live streams themselves on Twitter... Like reading a book they wrote about how uh, Trump is bad, you know, like a children's book about Trump being impeached. I think there's mm. multiple versions of that. I think like there's been multiple children's books about dumb Donald. Yeah, if you give a orange man the White House or something, right? Give, yeah, <laughs> and like. I don't know. The Grinch who stole America. And we all know, like, the cringe is so obvious. There's nothing to do, right? Donald and the angry peach right. skin tone. Right. So the cringe for that is so obvious that it's not interesting to me to make fun of anymore. The nightmare before inauguration, after inauguration. Uh... Or a book about Liz Warren, you know, taking over Washington in a a Wonder Woman scenario, right? Uh, But she had a plan for that. Oh, I think there's a she had a plan for that book for little kids. Like it Mm. it lists all the women through history and how they had plans for something. (laughs) Like Rosa Parks had a plan for that, right? So like making fun of that stuff. When I see that stuff on my feed, I laugh and I just retweet it, and it's there for you, plain as day. There's nothing to say. It's just awesome posting, right? Like the Palmer Report guy who says that Trump is getting arrested every day. <laughs> like he's doing that bit. He's already doing the bit. It's right there. 
Right. Yeah. Or it's like making fun of Bill Mitchell. It's just there. Or, yeah. You can't heighten it. <laughs> and the other thing about gotta, these people. You got to enjoy it on natural. The other thing about these people is no one takes them seriously. So it, it, there's not a podcast hosted by one of them, you know? I'd love to look at Trump's feed and there's resistance posters and it's just like, you know, p- pictures of Trump as like an Oompa Loompa. <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> it's like, it's like boomer like, memes, right? And boomer mm-hmm. memes are just funny on their own. There's nothing to make yeah. fun of. They're just shit posting on their own. But also, you know, I, I, I think we feel the same that it's better to be lame and morally correct than it is to be cool and support fascism right to think that you know rather than being edgy and talking about why it's cool to gas syrian civilians we would much rather throw in our lot with liberal soccer moms and i think there's a there's a thing where People are conflict. People are so convinced that being cringe is bad politics that it became associated with them as bad policy. Hmm. It's such a hor- like it became its own character flaw to them. Uh, so, but that's all. It's all aesthetic, right? There's no like, substance. So I feel like that's most of their problem with AOC. You see a lot of like hardcore left wing people who are sick to death of AOC. And I think it's because she's kind of cringe. Right? Oh, yeah. I mean, we got to talk about the makeup video. Oh, right. Well, that was great. All those people like all the people who thought please. that Nancy Pelosi shouldn't have ice cream uh, are now having this like twilight struggle with themselves where they have to figure out uh, if AOC doing makeup advice during the pandemic is OK. Like, yeah. Uh, and some of them are sticking to their guns and are saying it sucks shit, you know, it's cringe. And so she sucks. Um, right. Um, so I do think that's like kind of a weird issue for her is, uh, cause she is cringe from time to time. Um, and I, I admire her cringeness, right? Um, sometimes yeah. the most honest thing in the world is to be cringe and you want your politician to be honest. So. Amen. So shout out to AOC, uh, our 2032 vice president uh, for Pete. Uh, (laughs) Oh, I don't know. I don't know about that. 2022, Biden-Harris. You think we can just... 2024, Harris-Pete. 2028, Harris-Pete. 2032, Pete-AOC. Maybe POC. So Harris-Pete and Pete-AOC? Yeah, POC. Pete AOC. Pete's going to get a cabinet. Just He's going to get a cabinet position. Where's, where's Pete landing? It's got to be better than fucking HUD. Uh, I think UN But it can't ambassador. be as good as Secretary of State. UN ambassador. <sighs> That's not bad. That's what, I mean, Nikki Haley was like, I, I want the UN ambassador that'll put me on the track. So clearly people out there think that's a track. UN ambassador... You're not quite as stained as, uh, as I, theoretically, you're not as stained as the Secretary of State is. Yeah, but Secretary of State is also a lot of cred. It's true. Like, How many Secretaries role. of State ever became president, though? Is that true? Well, way back in the day they did, but I can't remember the last one who did it. 
Yeah, not Albright, not Kissinger, not. Uh, was yeah. Cheney? Cheney was. Was he chief of staff? Cheney was chief of staff. Right. But him Bush becoming was... vice, his him becoming vice president was bullshit. Was <laughs> like a, <laughs> it's like the greatest trick the devil ever pulled was Cheney like. Well, you were chief of staff, so you should run the search committee. And then, like, the search committee picks himself. Right. Oh, that's brilliant. So aside from that one moment of genius, chiefs I mean, of staff haven't been president. That's a hell of an operator right there. I'm sure Rumsfeld was killing himself, right? Because <laughs> it's something like, he's like, I should have thought of that. I could have probably, I could have, you know, weaseled my way into running the search committee. Yeah. And then Bush is just like, oh. I often think about the Donald Rumsfeld alternate history, right? Where he he became vice president? He was the number two choice for Reagan, right? Oh, okay. So, like, does Rumsfeld beat Dukakis? I don't think you can lock up Rumsfeld beating Dukakis. Does he hire different people? I mean, the Bush campaign was run perfectly. Does the Rumsfeld campaign get run perfectly? Yeah, I was reading the other day, like, at this point in the election... Dukakis had like a 17 point lead or something. Right. And it was just, I mean, of course they did racist things to do it, but it was. And they just took him down. It's a campaign that fell apart, you know, whether it's the debates or everything went wrong for Dukakis from this point on. Yeah. In a way that was not like black swan externalities like occurred with Hillary. Right. It was just meat and potatoes getting wrapped. Meat and potatoes political. Well, that's the thing. Like, I think you can have those wild swings in a race when there's two there's two ways that you can get wild swings in a race, right? Either nothing's happening or big things happen during the race. Right. Um or big things. This don't race happen. to me feels like the one Yeah. Yeah, it feels feels like Hoover FDR. Because Republicans just have this level of disconnect from the reality of the situation. Maybe not as great as Hoover did, but close. I think it's, you know, it's a very strange thing because everything, things are very unprecedented. Lack of precedent for the situation we're in is quite high. Um, Yeah. You have like a death cult that's pretending a plague doesn't exist. That's really new and like new dynamics. Um you have an insane, broken sociopath. There's lots of reason to believe that pol- Trump is overperforming in the polls. A lot of people are saying they're voting for Trump, but aren't going to because we're living Ugh. in a plague that he caused, right? It's the opposite of the, the shy Trump voter. Right. The other thing I really think is I think they have to be underestimating Democratic turnout. They could be doing that too, right? Um, yeah. I mean, it seems like, like, okay, this is the thing. If Trump wins the election, what the fuck else would it have taken? Right. Like, if he wins the election, I feel like we just have a dictator. Like, I, I seriously think that could be the end of American democracy because what else does it take? Exactly. And I think people people think 2016 is the reality. So they think Trump just wins. Yeah, they think he wins unexpectedly because he did last time. Uh, this also is a crazy stable race. Polling was, yeah. Nationally, it's just six to eight all the time, month after month after month, and it doesn't really go up. 
it's like th- there was a brief period where we thought it might get to 10, but it never really got there. Well, it's like the good onion headline recently. Uh, undecided voter looks more looks forward to hearing more about Donald Trump. <laughs> right. Uh, <laughs> so it's a static race, and it seems like it's, you know, not a lock, but if the election were held today, Biden would win, and it's been that way for six months. Yeah. So either something crazy happens. And Personally, I, I think Biden, Biden by three fifty plus. I mean, yeah, there has to be either a polling error, like a one that a crazy one, or something has to happen positive for Trump. Yeah, but I mean, right? Uh, I can't even think what the polling error would be, right? Like, oh, we we didn't realize that uh, maybe, people actually like pandemics. Maybe like a vaccine somehow changes dynamics in a way we could never have imagined. Yeah. Well, but, he's going to he's going to announce. I mean, we know before November 3rd he's going to announce there's a vaccine, right? Uh-huh. What he'll probably do is he'll do it too soon and then over the next 2 weeks we'll find out that it was just bullshit. Uh-huh. Um, um it'll be contradicted. So he's going to lie about it. When is he going to choose to do that lie? And when is the optimal time to do it in reality? Because I don't think it's easy to determine when the optimal time is. I think the optimal time is, well, with early voting, it makes it harder, right? And everyone's going to early vote. Everyone's going to vote by mail, right? Yeah. Now, here's something that's going on. And I think this is really fascinating. Is Democrats saying they're voting by mail and Republicans saying they aren't? Are Republicans mm-hmm. telling the truth? I assume so. So you think Republicans are telling the truth about voting in person? Yeah, I mean, why would they lie? Because it's a proxy for believing the virus is a problem? Yeah, but... So you think they'll say... They'll tell the pollster, Nah, I'm not voting by mail. But then when it actually comes down to it, they're like, Eh, I'll just vote by mail. Or will they just not vote? But here's the thing. Does that lie, do they have to validate that lie in their life to the point where they put off voting too long? Mm -hmm. And all the Democrats vote early by mail, and they vote early enough that they get counted instantly on election night? Is that the way mail voting works? For some places that do it right, yes. So like Florida counts all their mail balloting ahead of time. So on election night, the number's just there. So on election night, they already have all the ballots that have been mailed? Yeah, and they just tear through them, count them super fast. Uh, that's nice. Because so, if he just comes out and Biden wins Florida, that's a sigh of relief on election night. That's one of the biggest things in the race is Florida. For the first time yeah. in forever, there's a clear lead for the Democrat in Florida. Right. Um, I don't. Maybe, maybe Obama had a clear lead in Florida in 08. I don't know, but in, in 12, or... but in 12, it was super close and he barely did it. Oh, um, so Florida's fucking crazy, man. And then we, obviously it was super close in 2000 in 2004. It had a clear Republican lead. Um, so a Democrat being push carried it, a Democrat being five points up in Florida, which seems like the current reality is like a crazy game changer. 
because that's outside. 5% is probably outside the cheating range. Right. you have to do in Florida, the cheating range. Um, yeah. So, yeah, um, that would that really would if Florida just went for, for Biden right out of the gate, Trump would have a really hard time arguing that, you know, he's still in it. Yeah. And trying to do recounts everywhere. Uh, I think the whole nation would realize that, too. I feel like we need 10 more minutes here. Tech buzz. You got to do tech buzz, then we got to do the Mao Duze. You got to do Zay? I'm sure I do. You find a doozy. I got a tech buzz. What's the tech buzz? Tech buzz. They got this new, I don't know the name of it. I should have looked that up, but it's a, it's like a planking device, right? Like you would do a plank on. So it's like a plastic thing that you balance on. You put your forearms on it and you do a plank, right? Uh huh. No big deal. Wouldn't be on tech buzz, but it has a space for your phone and you put your smartphone in there and then you play games so now you're not just planking. Now you're like flying a spacecraft through an asteroid field and you're having so much fun going through that asteroid field. You don't even notice the suffering getting, of the plank. Yeah. You don't notice that your core is, is, is on fire. Did you invent this? No, no. I saw it on, it was an Instagram. You know, you get those Instagram ads that are super targeted to you. Like they reach into your soul and, Found what you would most shell out $80 for. Yeah, it was one of those things. And so I, I like hovered over it on Instagram. And now they've been following me for months, wearing me down to the point where I, where I will buy this uh, $80 piece of plastic that I can plank on. I think I'm going to do it, you know, because, hey, who doesn't want a strong core? And the idea that you could get a strong core by playing video games that's pretty cool. So, yeah, tech buzz. All right, let's do the Malze Dizze. You got something? Uh, you know, this may not have been the dumbest thing of the week, but people argue that they should cancel musical performances at the DNC uh, out of respect for the mail. Like, we went through this mail, we're going through a mail crisis where they're dismantling the Postal Service infrastructure. Yeah. And so there was a, you know, it was a big week for do something Twitter, you know, do, you know, Dems needs to do something right now. Uh, if Absolutely. It, yeah. Uh, we got, we, we caught a lot of heat from do something Twitter. Uh, they called us like Pelosi trolls. Uh, <laughs> uh, we That's were great. compared. Pelosi hive. We were compared to the Stasi. Uh, oh yeah. <laughs> who was that? I think Will Stansel. Said that we were like the Stasi uh, and uh, <laughs> the secret police of what Nancy. a weird, what a weird slam. It's like uh, <laughs> making fun of us for do something is like the secret police of post World War Two East Germany. Was it East Germany? Uh, yeah, it was there. It was the secret police there, or like Czechoslovakia or something. Some Soviet bloc. Yeah, country. they like listen. Right. So being Stasi would be like you listened in on people and then we're narking on them, mm. right? To this, the Pelosi. Uh, we're we're narking on their public urgings to political figures. Right. Um, it's like 
And it's not so much, it's just, what it is is dumb, right? Because they're not suggesting practical things. Or they'll do a list of suggested things, and it's all going to be what Democrats do. Right. So one guy posted a thread of all the things that Democrats are doing that are just the things you're asking for, right? Mm-hmm. Um, the hearings that are scheduled, the 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 elected representatives who have been going to post offices this week and filming the problems. Right. Uh, and that person, people were so mad at him for doing that that they had to like deactivate their Twitter. Wasn't that go like hell machine or something? Yeah. yeah. He so, deactivated. Yeah, for a while, took a Twitter Over break because people were so mad. And, That's insane. Uh, but the 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 height of it was when people said that they should cancel musical performances at the DNC because we're in a postal crisis and this is not a time for musical performances. Yeah. Which is just it's it's embarrassing. Like you know, Bernie had weird. Bernie had musical guests on right when the pandemic started, right? Um it, <laughs> and what are we supposed to do? Like say you know, Billie Eilish couldn't perform out of respect for the male. It's silly. It's really dumb. So to me, that was the Mazay doozy of the week. And uh, I'm sick of doing this show. We've been talking forever. My throat's kind of sore. Let's wrap it up. Okay. Wrap it up. I'll take it. Um, I had one cogent point to add. Oh, yeah. I think maybe the best response to the postal crisis is to say, look, we're going to do everything we can, but Republicans are going to try to steal this election. We know this. So if you can vote in person, do it. If you're going to vote by mail, vote early. Because uh, that's like that's like pouring gasoline. You know, when people think that something's being forced on them, you get a counter reaction. And I think this could end up hurting Republicans. Oh, and I also think it could be dangerous for them to constantly put the mechanics of voting in people's minds. To make voting a story, it makes people think about voting, and then they vote. How am I going to vote? Yeah. Great. All right, buddy. Go take a piss and get a cough drop.